This episode of the Gizverse Podcast is brought to you by Altered Treats, the only King Gizzard-inspired cannabis-infused cookie line. Now, I've had some of their stuff, and let me tell you, these are the best-tasting psychedelic cookies in the game right now. Classic chocolate chip, Florida sunshine, they even do custom cookie orders. All you need to do is head on over to their Instagram page, at Altered Treats, and message them to put in your order today. Trust me, you're definitely not going to regret it. It's delicious. Hello, my name is Hentai I am a cyborg. Welcome to the Gizverse Podcast. The show dedicated to the King Wizard and the Lizard Wizard Universe. Yo, man, hot take. I honestly think that album is the best album that they've come out with. We need more cookie! A multi-dimensional universe with an invisible face. Welcome to an altered future, brother. Once created by a band, is now sustained by its fans. Uh-oh. <laughs> I hear the road train a-coming, baby! It's a-coming! Open the door to your mind's cause. Here are your hosts. Tommy O'Neill and France in front. Drum circle. I'm in a drum circle. Times, they're tough, but I am rough. Okay? Life, it's okay to be bright. Damn, he's spitting! I right? Damn! My guy's spitting! White people do this, black people do that. Wow, that right. was deep. Welcome Thanks, to the Gizverse Podcast, everybody. We we starting with some knowledge on you today. Well, I recently quit doing drugs. So I don't know oh, if you can tell, but I'm no longer a part of the desire of the manly uh-huh. world so yeah, i i uh, i decided to grow out my hair and become one with the universe you know that's what I mean? so good dude wow i'm yeah. so proud obviously so inspired obviously wow. inspired you know what i mean by king gizzard and the lizard wizard those are the those are the guys that sent me in the right way you know to stop doing drugs and focus on, on the right things in life oh i'm sorry did i say stop doing drugs i meant doing more drugs than i've ever done oh thank god bro growing out my hair and listening to the most acid-based album that i ever could be listening to ever i it only took me like a few it's like maybe seven days once i start once the wow. album came out i started listening to it the hair just started yeah. growing naturally by itself darker too that's amazing i i woke up my these glasses were on my face and i can't take them off i've been showering with them i can't i don't know what's happening because i can't stop listening to the album so it's just ah. everything is flowing and everything is right in my life my walls just turned into this i don't know what's going on whoa does it feel I, weird Obviously, you're dealing with the same thing. You got Stu sitting behind you in the background. He's just been. You see our smiles? Yes, I see your mustache. That's the thing that I focus on. Old school, right? You don't have a mustache. Well, I, you know, I don't like it. It's like seeing my dad without the mustache. Slightly upsetting. It's like I've known you too long with the with the stash. So seeing you without it, it's like when a kid. I cried when I saw my dad without the mustache for the first time. That ever happened to you when your dad shaved? Because I know he shaved at some point. He like I, I, lost, I was so old though. He lost a bunch of weight and then he shaved. It was just like, wait, you're not new man. I met you like two years ago. What happened? You're not the rebirth. Same guy it. it was a rebirth. That's so you didn't cry as, as an 18 year old man. Yeah, at 18 though. 
but I could see if I would have been six, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. Hell sure. yeah, man. Hell yeah. Well, that's not what we're here to talk about is our dads. Are you we're serious? Here, we're here to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fucking oh, dead okay. serious, bro. Right, I'm here to talk good. about one of the strangest albums. Strangest? Oh. Possibly of all time. Not strangest, but makes you feel oh. strange. The only reason I wanted to say strange because I'm wearing. Oh, okay. Okay. I get it, man. I see you plugging. Okay. Strange shirt, you know what I mean? And it kind of in the background. If you see, bloom, 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 whoa, there's like butterflies on it. Yeah, uh, dude. it looks crazy because, yeah, yeah, I, I'm tripping, bro. Damn, this is the only album that I would say they're blatant, blatantly letting you know that something mm, psychedelic y that has to do with a paper that you could drip on this. Paper. <laughs> it look, I mean, come on. They're just telling you it. This is, you know, like, I, I feel like they're just telling you that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. It, it, it does feel kind of like, yo, we were, we were locked up a little in quarantine. We started making some music and we were like, Hey guys, let's synthesizing. Like- Let's let's enhance the situation a little bit. Let's get a little wacky. I, I I was picking up on a vibe like that myself. Yeah, yeah. I can't uh, can't disagree with that. Yeah, I love it though. I love it. I was uh, this was of course we're talking about butterfly butter butterfly three thousand BF three K. But we were. I mean, this is an album that I would say was anticipated. Not like, oh, we're looking forward to their next album. Anticipated like <clears throat> how, man, if they, if they did this kind of album, it'd be really cool if they went this way. Let's see if they could do it. That kind of anticipation where it's like we've seen them do the rock album and nail it. We've seen them do kind of like an easier rock album to listen to. You know, when Nonagon yep. is like probably the easiest rock album that I feel like anybody could listen to, enjoy it um that's what you're asking right but yeah for sure <laughs> yeah but then infest the rat's nest is a little more heavy metal and that's that's a little harder to listen to unless you're into it so anyways listening to this is a completely different style than they've ever done before they've maybe tested the waters in this world before but sure. to, the whole album is themed in kind of these melodic psychedelic vibes you know what i mean that yes. are oh there's acoustic guitars you know what I mean? But there's a lot of synthesizer in it. You know, let's just say what it is. It, it mm-hmm. feels like you're taking a trip from, you know, way back in the Dizzy. Right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Synthesizer back in the day. It, it, in the best of ways. I was, uh, I was really stoked hearing about this album at first. Like, it, I love my favorite thing about it when I kind of wish they would do this more often, even though I get maybe not beneficial for a band to do this. They put, put on Instagram. I'm coming out this date. No singles. You know what I mean? Psychedelic, groovy, come and get it. You know, they already know their fan base. We're going to go get it. We're going to go love it. But that whole, I mean, you, you know how I get down. Those are some of my biggest complaints about some of the microtonal albums is, you know, you drop an album with 10 tracks and you drop four singles. It's like, now I feel like I don't have that many secret. You know, I'm not like discovering that much new stuff when I listen to the album and sit down and listen to it. With this, it was in a completely brand new experience start to beginning. So that was really enjoyable. You know, so whether it was my favorite album or not, I love diving into it, not knowing shit about it. That was, that was a lot of fun. I agree with you. Uh, not a whole lot of buildup to it. They kind of yeah. announced it and then just kind of let it rip. Um, said kind of twice there. I think... Uh, you kind of did. I kind of did. And I, I, I kind of wish I kind of taken it back at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
it kinda. it came it kind of it, it kind of came uh, abruptly. <laughs> Damn, I I'm gonna trip myself up <laughs> if I keep doing that. I'm dead serious. Like now, this damn psychedelic here, album. Well, come on, man. It's not your fault. Here on out, I'm not doing it on purpose. So if I do it on, again, that's the problem. <laughs> you said something interesting. Ten uh, song album. At this point, they're like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. We can expect about nine to ten episodes each season were anything more than that it's probably not going to happen because of the nobody's inconsistency i don't think anybody's upset i think they even released an album in between uh this and uh kglw that set they they released a a live uh album in between so that it doesn't stop but i'm saying that there's so much stuff coming at you that it's it's never a, a down moment so 10's enough. I think it's a perfect amount almost, especially when you're doing thematic based, uh, where I'm not saying every song sounds the same by any means, but it's a thematic. uh, I I don't know how else to say that, but it sits, this album sits alone in its own thing. And I like that they do that. They don't necessarily have to attach everything. And, you know, it's cool. It feels like its own individual little comic book that I'm reading or its own little series. And I love that. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's kind of a cool way to put it because it does kind of have that feel. They, uh, Oh man, I wrote it. What is it in Shang? They say castle. Oh yeah, um, in dreams, uh, Stu says castles in the air, and I was like, oh shit, that's like that's very polygon. You know what I mean? So like that was the one little glimpse of, uh, and I'm not trying to jump ahead of us here, but that's like the one cool little glimpse of like, hey man, listen, this is its own little comic book, but y- y- you know what universe slash Gizverse were under? You know what I mean? So it was like. Right. When I heard that, I was oh, oh, there, oh, oh, these boys. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it was cool. That was cool. Let's talk about the obvious and probably most significant part of the album. If you're a fan, this is significant to you. If you're a fan of the whole thing, uh, I would say this is probably the most significant part of the album, and it's got nothing to do with the song and or anything to do with the songs. So, a little controversy that we should get out of the way right up front. Uh, this is the first album that they've decided to release independently on their own record label K- record label KGLW um so they've yes. departed ways from flightless or something of that sort just to add a little controversy to the controversy eric you know I mean? isn't attached to the album so let's just say that eric moore is no longer attached to the band financially at from from this album so this album sits completely alone. However you want to flip it, Trees, okay? However you want to pull it off on Broski, it's 100% separate. What's, why? What's the deal? What's going on? All we can do is speculate, but still it's sure. super fucking interesting and we have to at least bring it up that we moderately know what we're talking about. Uh, are they just like, look, we're the ones carrying the float boat over here. You know, we'll release maybe live albums through Flightless or whatever, but we're not, you know, maybe we're going to start parting ways here. Hmm. Fuck, that's a big, big thing to throw out in the air like that, in my opinion. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And again, you know, the, the Eric departure from King Gizzard, it looked very mellow. You know, Eric Moore was like, hey, listen, I've been a fanboy the whole time. You know what I mean? Keep, keep on keeping on rock and roll. You know what I mean? Now we see things like the KGLW label, and it, it feels like K, the albums KG and LW were called that, were released for this. This was like the introduction of the end, to, if that makes to, sense. To the record of label, the I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, right? If, if that's 
I don't know. That's kind of what it felt like. But also, there there are flightless versions of LW and KG. You know what I'm saying? Like so, but a lot of them sold in Australia. So you you kind of wonder what's going on with that also. But to throw some maybe non-controversy into the controversy, a lot of me thinks this is strictly could be strictly a right now thing. And what I mean by that is that right now, Flightless and so many other labels, bro, Flightless is six months behind. Or they're, they're at least causing other labels to be six months behind. You know what I mean? Because these planning, the presses where they, excuse me, yeah, the plants where they make the different vinyls, they're so far back behind. And uh, an artist recently was like, yeah, you know, we're, uh, sorry guys, another delay. Um, our, our, our press is being backed up with uh, King Gizzard records right now, you know, with like 100,000 King Gizzard records. So, uh, you know, give us a little bit, which is pretty funny. So to me, is the KGLW just a different distribution source? Because these guys know they're pumping out stuff, man. So where it's not like, yo, we're leaving. It's like, yo, we, we have to continue. If we're making music, we're making records. So we got to keep pumping it out and we need a different distributor. That's kind of what I'm thinking is maybe, the, of course, that's still financial. It's still like, what does that totally mean? But that could be an angle of like, we just need somebody to press this shit, man. Now. That's a fair thing to do, and I'm glad you did that research, and that's what we do here at the Gizverse Podcast. We let you know the full scope. A little controversy, little honesty. You find out in between how you feel somewhere about in the middle. It, okay, yes. it's somewhere in the middle. I I think it's about money. Personally, me and Brian have talked a great deal about this. I will not disclose my full feelings because they're unfair. I don't know shit, but got a sure. lot of passion behind this band. So we know a lot of history behind this band. I I. You know, some people are getting married. Some people are getting kids. A lot of money's exchanging hands. I mean, we're talking not millions, me. not at least hundreds of thousands of dollars is what we're sure. talking about. We're, we're not bucking into the millions. And there's seven, <laughs> formerly seven dudes. Now there's only six. So I know that was 10. I'm not stupid, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> it feels like 10 sometimes, man. They, they're really good. A lot of people involved. Jason Galea, a lot of people involved. <laughs> yeah, so. man. Then it switched. So let's move on. Let's get let's get past that. Uh, obviously, they had little build up to it. First album that they're releasing. That's the big news. So let's not get too lost in the controversy. But I think it's fun to talk about. Am I right? And I right? if you're listening and you have more thoughts or you have an inside source, you're like, bro, funny you mentioned Eric's my best goddamn friend. Or hey, Eric's my uncle. Don't even worry about it. You know what I mean? Or my cousin, whatever. My cousin. Yeah, he's your cousin. Your cousin. Just. Go Let ahead. us know. No problem. Let us yeah. know what's going on. And be like, hey, guys, listen, just the inside <laughs> scoop here. We'd love to get your input um, 100%. Yes. So if you're seeing this on social media, just reach out to us on Break any our brains. level. Please. Break our brains. Okay. So um, some cool stuff right at the top. Um, I mean, the writing was mostly stew-centric, as it, as it tends to be. Uh, we, got, we got Joey on one track that he wrote with stew. Um, and I think he did the major vocals on. We'll get into the specs as we go through the songs, obviously. We shall. Um, I, I, what, something special is I think only, if I'm correct on this, and I might, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but whatever. I think only six, uh, the, uh, uh, track six, uh, Catching Smoke, is the only track that they all three sing on at the same time, if I'm not oh, mistaken. you know, you... Hmm. You might be right the, on that. The rest of them are heavy duty stew and um uh, uh Ambrose. So yeah. you get mostly stew and Ambrose, which is not unusual. But I uh, 
the, uh, Joey's track really stands out, and Joey really only sings on five and six, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, and those are the um, songs. Obviously, five. It, it, I think five leads into six. So I think that's on purpose. And mm-hmm. oh, they're good at that, buddy. I think Joey even catching smoke. He co-wrote with Stu, if I'm not mistaken. So those are. Uh, I, I only point that out, and we'll just to kind of get the full scope of the album. Um, obviously. Stu, again, um, production, mixing, Joey, he was responsible for mixing uh, tracks five and six, so his tracks. Uh, Joseph Kara was their mastering person, and uh, Jason Galea, Galea, if you can't tell, did the artwork. But still, maybe you can't tell because it looks so different from anything he's ever done. Like, this doesn't look the same. It really does. I would say this is not simple because as you get closer to it, you can see some shit that you won't see, which is all always the case with the King Gizzard album. Um, I got Fishing for Fishies over there, signed copy. Hey, you know um, what time and, it is? And, and it, all the details that are within, within, within are really cool. Even the simplistic ones, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I, love it. I, love it. I don't know uh, if this is obvious, but there is 3,000 butterflies on that album cover right there. I, I believe you. I, I didn't count, but I believe you. Oh, I did, buddy. <laughs> it charted peak position at number two on the A-R-I-A, the Australian albums, such and such. I love such. that. Good for them. Rock and um, roll. So, yeah, that's where it sits right now. Let's get into the nits, the grits, and the poops, and the cups. Bang. Tippy yeah. top? Tippy top, man. Give me yours. Give me, Give me yours. yours. That's good. I like that. Um, I like this track. Uh, the music video kind of did it for me uh that that sold it sold it for me uh i was like because it starts off the album was like, okay this is where we're going cool then i think the music video is very modern and um i don't know it's just like a lot of uh, a lot of fun and it's from like phc films which i've i've actually kind of not loved all their videos in the past i really like this one it just had a, a fun fresh feel um and i liked it a lot yours very nice that's it. I was a little confused by the lyrics, kind of, but um, yeah, that, that's really my take. I don't have too too hot of a take. Weird. Why not? Because it was to me, it's just like the just feels like the beginning of the of the train. It didn't like it didn't super hook me. It's not my favorite track on the album. It's a very nice one, but I'm not like I wasn't super enthralled off for it. And it didn't catch my attention the first few times I heard it until, like I said, I saw the music video and I was like, okay, I actually. I can dig this a little more now. It makes a little more sense. Interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, the first three tracks, I'm going to pretty much say similar things. I am not. Yep. I'm okay. I'm cool with it. I like the album, True. so I like the songs because the album sounds similar to these three songs. Like the whole album. Yeah, they that's the way. Like, that's the way. It's the groove. It's almost like uh, Mind Fuzz in that perspective where there's True. like a, a little constant groove going through the first. I, I mean, Honest, let's be honest. I think it's through the whole album that it's got this oh, kind yeah. of consistent drum beat, and that's my illness. I notice it first, where I'm like, okay, boom, 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 cha, boom, cha, boom, cha, boom, cha. That feel, it comes frequently, pretty frequently. Yes. I, I can point it out, and I'll go through them, and I'll point it out throughout my notes. But it, it's not that it gets on my nerves. It's just that. Four minutes, four minutes, four minutes. Uh, that's 16 minutes of 
okay, I could, I, I like the album, and I think it's really chill, and I could listen to it without thinking about it too much, and what I enjoy that. So I think the thing to that's focus, an interesting perspective on it. Yeah, drummers, I, I had a similar perspective. It's a drummer's uh, uh, nightmare. So. Uh, just a drummer's curse. I didn't mean nightmare. A drummer's curse, and that's it happens all the time. I'm listening to the percussion, drums to bass, bass to guitar, guitar to lyrics. Lyrics are always last for me, and that's why I have to read them for King Gizzard because I normally don't even give a fuck. Like I like, I'm I'm a girl in that way. I'm I like music. I'm I'm grooving. So like I, they hit me in the right ways. And then when I read the lyrics on top of it, I'm like, what the fuck, oh, man? This shit. band yeah, is seriously. so trippy. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Not a lot to say about that one, but I, I really enjoy it. Any lyrical highlights, Brian? Um, no. Generally, no. It's, no. It's a lot of instrumental kind of repeats. Chorus goes. Uh, I like the chorus. Your third eye sleeping. Um, your third sleeping eye, rather. Uh, your friend, your mind. I, I like kind of that verse. It's the, um, the last verse, the second verse. Uh, it, can you uh... make a vision? so real and refined like lifetime knowledge traveling i like it all yeah it's it, this this song kind of reminds me of um not that it sounds like it at all this is gonna sound funny it reminds me of how they did rattlesnake on flying microtonal one to introduce you to the sound of microtonal you know what i mean this sound this song to me is the introduction of the butterfly 3000 it's the introduction of their synthy of that that drum track you're talking about for a while it's like this is that like tune your ears to this because it's going to be the whole vibe of this album you know what i mean so yeah okay um moving on shanghai uh one of my a lot of my location of some of my favorite uh movies so <laughs> true that right hey i like this one a lot man this probably um yeah this is a single yeah they i mean they said they're making a, a video for all of these this one just released a couple of days ago very cool not what i not how I pictured the video be, but it was really cool, kind of trippy, fun. Um, I love it, man. This whole album has like a Asian feel to it. Is, is that is that weird to say? Like, it's especially obviously, especially Shanghai, but well, Asian's huge. Asian is a, a big umbrella, so huge, yeah, for sure, right? Because uh, um, I, 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 you know, Shanghai's in China, obviously. I didn't want to say Chinese feel, you know? What? <laughs> yeah, right, like. Uh, but I don't know, it, it kind of has that like tone throughout. And going back to yours, the music video felt like that. It felt not, it felt Tokyo to me. There's a lot of like colorful lights and like bright clothing and stuff like that. It felt very Tokyo. So like that theme to me reigns throughout the album kind of. Maybe they felt like they needed a rep for China right now. You know what I mean? It's fucking anti-American scumbags. Uh, yeah, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people like this song. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I've seen it rep the most on social media. Yeah. Um, I love Ambrose's verse. I like how they, I've always said that they should do that more, like trade off. I love how yeah. rappers do that shit. Is my screen too bright? Sorry. Um, I like I like how rappers do that stuff. Pull my notes up, dogs. Um, Brows and dogs. <laughs> I love Ambrose. You guys know that if you listen to the cast. And ooh, I got oh, a disease. Man. I got a disease for the bros. The only cure is a little more Ambrose. There's a little uh, more of them, yeah. A little more bros. So, oh. add bros. A, when you end a song with 
the best singer on the planet. It really could. It gives you the right. I love the the high pitch shit. I love all that stuff. I love the vibes of it. I can't deny this song. And I oh no 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 way. hate when I can't deny a song. I love, I love to uh, have a, a controversial opinion in terms of like if people don't like it, I like it more. You know, I'm that kind right, of asshole. Yeah. This song is just good, dog. It's it's, it's cool. like a flying or not, Microtone. You said that earlier. Um, what the fuck? Uh, come on, brain. You're so full Paper of mache. drugs, dog. Paper mache. My guy knows me. Um, it's has the peaceful vibes of paper mache where it's like oh you don't like king gizzard okay let me show you something that, like yeah no problem man i got a song for you you probably like you'd it you have to be insane to not enjoy that album like girls i it's just like hey you want to turn that on look boom let me i got you gotcha got no that's problem this, mache. Is, this has that this album has that vibe where i could show this album to some younger millennials i guess i'm a, I'm a millennial too bro but it, I, I i'm I'm on the older side of the millennial. I could, we could show yeah. some younger folks this album, and they, I think they'd be very pleased. And oh, I agree with that. Also, super surprised when you show them "Infest the Rat's Nest." Like, wait, what? This is the same band. Wow. What is God? Uh, okay. They're like so eclectic. I love that. Moving on. Uh, dreams. Do you have them? Do I have them? Are we the same in them? If you wake up in another place at another time, are you a different person? I was trying to do it earlier, but I couldn't get. I'm still not getting it. That's pretty good. I want to wake up in my dream. I love that line. What What does that line mean to you, right there, man? Well, that's the thing. It's like I love the line, and I'm glad he says it for the whole song, the entire song, over and over again, because it takes me about that long length of time to figure out what that means so I, 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 I was torn with it yeah and i i love you know the hate that you could easily throw this song and be like and i know you already pointed out the big line the only need the castle in the air um yeah. you already pointed that out so we don't need to get get, get too down on that get down on it but well i i like a couple of things that Stu said about this and at first i thought i was like is this classic paper mache where this is like uh sounds nice and happy but it's dark i was like because to me i was like i only want to wake up in my dreams like so you don't i, I don't know was that like implying that you don't want to wake up normally it's just like when you're having a dream you do like i was like what does that mean and Stu was like no it was the complete opposite it was actually like trying to make a positive twist of uh during quarantine i was like wow okay cool. happy to hear that I, I i didn't know where it was going i didn't know if it was like a classic uh paper mache trap on that but no it's a nice positive little tune I did not feel like that at all. Suicide was not the way that I went on that. Um, I like the, uh, or just, you know, death in, in general. Um, and I think as a young, healthy man, I would have to murder myself if I was going to fall asleep in my my dreams. Um, or wake up in my dreams, rather. I don't think he believes in heaven. So I don't think there's a waking up in your dreams for that kind of thing, you know what I mean? But I, I get how you could vibe on that a little bit. I didn't feel like that. I was just like... This guy has a lot better dreams than I do because I have straight nightmares, dog. <laughs> I do not want to wake up in my dreams. Never, ever, ever, bro. I straight have scream terrors, man. My wife, it freaks my wife. Obviously, at this point, she's more used to it. But like, oh, my God, bro. I mean, 
Yeah, I'm not even. I'm not exaggerating. It's full. Ugh! So I disagree with Stu. He has great dreams, and I'm happy for him. Couldn't be love more that. happier for him. Love it, love it, love it. I'm absolutely terrified of my dreams. I mean, <laughs> it's terrifying, dude. Absolutely terrifying. Um, okay. He said, so, uh, before we jump, he said something pretty funny. Um, hurry in, up. In an interview he did. Uh, he said, in Gizzard, it's like I'm not putting a fucking positive spin on this shit. I'm going to give it to you raw. And I, I just think it's like a funny, I don't, I don't know. And it's, he's saying that he usually does that. And for this song, it was just going to be like a nice, pleasant little tune. He was trying to go away from how he usually is. I, I just love that, that quote from him. Like, I'm not going to, I'm going to give it to you fucking raw. Like, it's, that's so good. It's crazy. Yeah. When I met Stu, he didn't seem like the kind of guy that was mincing words. Uh, but no, maybe that, I, that's very true though maybe i caught him in a bad mood or something like that but he didn't seem like a guy that focused on the small shit so i'd love to talk to him again um and what's well, gonna happen again buddy don't worry about that uh i hope so i'd love to have a second chance to ask let's think of that restraining order i'm telling you dude we're gonna we're gonna be the question i ever asked him which i if i had a chance to re-explain that question i think he would know more what i was trying to ask him and he was like less like yeah bro fucking idiot God. Next. <laughs> Next. Oh my God! I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> Next. Oh, we'll so stop good. the podcast, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, that's oh, good. Fuck. That's fun. <laughs> good times. Good times. Uh, so hey, what about uh, what about the little track of uh, Blue Morpho or whatever? Am I right? Oh man, you don't get to move this podcast along. Bro. I'm not you, moving it, bro. We, we got to jump. Organized enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, yeah uh, it's simple, straightforward song. There's one verse and then just Blue Morpho. Uh, Blue Morpho, in case you. Okay, so I have a weird affinity. So this would be quick. Weird affinity towards Blue Morphos. Blue Morphos, if you guys don't know, Venture Brothers, little Vencho Bro Con Lout. Uh, at the end, the monarch, who's also a theme, butterfly-themed super villain at the time, he finds out that his dad was the Blue Morpho, who's a butterfly-themed superhero who worked oh, with Doctor Venture's dad. Yada yada yada. The monarch becomes the Blue Morpho, and it's like my favorite arc ever. In wow. I love I love the story arc because you follow it if you follow it from the beginning it's such a Venture Brothers totally recommend it if you're not watching it go watch it it's on H Hulu we're not sponsored but I fucking rep it dog we are now we are now bro so I like Blue Morpho and the second I saw it I was like I'm just gonna like this track I don't, if it's the worst track on the album I'm gonna like it even no more problem. I'm gonna love it because <laughs> I love the Blue Morpho so much so as I'm listening to the song I have images of that character being badass and doing sick shit and that he becomes like i would say the coolest version of himself hmm. when he becomes the blue morpho and he's like this anti-hero versus a super villain and he's just yeah. like he's killing villains and shit but he's doing it for his own gain it's it's a badass storyline that wow. but um that's pretty tight it's sick i mean i don't know should we uh, should we be going into the nuances uh of who's writing these songs or was it enough for me to address that in the front because uh, i haven't I, I kind of think it is enough. I think it's enough. If you're listening to Gizver's podcast, man, you you know this shit, man. I, I, maybe, maybe not. I'm sorry. I don't want to assume out there. You know what I mean? But um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I will you. say this track in particular, first time I heard it, I was like, is this a, a long lost currents track? 
is this like i was like did uh did kevin parker and tame impala do the do the like the vocals for it it, it, it feels like this was their um they're like hey tame impala does that thing we can also do that thing it's like I, king user loves doing that i know that that was the thing i absolutely know that they they flexed on this album i i 100 I, that's what i meant earlier by like this is a standalone album if you guys are gonna you guys might hear my dog come up in the background a little bit and if you saw her you wouldn't care you'd be like she is the cutest thing on the planet she's allowed to make noise okay? so, whatever you gotta say bro you should watch it um anyways uh i what were we talking about dude these drugs but they're getting out of control buddy they're getting out of control um how this is the uh the long lost currents track and it's oh, got a yeah. follow yes tame impala feel so yes this album was a flex they covered this style very easily I've, i again uh, to readdress what we talked about in the beginning is they took this style and were like all right let's see what we can do with it and i it's mostly stew so the reason i i didn't even mention it is because the first all the songs we've talked about so far have been stew ambrose co-wrote shanghai i think he might have even written his verse for it so yeah, it, I believe it, so, yeah. It, it kind of feels like if you're singing, you wrote it. You're, that, that's your job. You're going to write your verse and you're going to sing it, you know? So that it, it, interesting. I don't know if someone's hearing it and they're like, I want to be a part of it. Or someone wrote the song and they're like, hey, I want you to be a part of it. Either way, I'm cool. I don't really give a fuck. But first four songs so far, stew heavy writing. Okay. No doubt. Moving on to. Hold on. I'm sorry. Can't move Go on yet. Have an interesting. Blue Morpho. I didn't know what a blue morpho was. Full disclosure. What? No idea. Dude, no idea. the song's about butterflies. The, oh, the no. The album is about Excellent. butterflies. 3,000 of them, I didn't know. 3,000, yeah, you <laughs> Didn't know that was like a type of fly. Bee fly. So when I Googled, I Googled, Googled blue morpho, of course, a bunch of butterflies pop up. Also kind of out. funny. I wish. There's a... Uh, ayahuasca shamanism center in the amazon called blue morpho so that was like i know Dude, i was like that's so funny i was like, oh my well, god okay little known fact your boy runs and operates it okay so oh my if you, god uh, small world brother small world brother so what are you taking me out to the amazon that, bro i'll give you the homeboy discount it's only 895 dollars per hour so you Damn. will get wrecked your boy will get you wrecked what a treat about four grand i will get you there man i will get you there <laughs> that Those is pretty funny lit. <laughs> i was like oh that's ridiculous <laughs> okay let's get to now we can the, move on uh, the meat of the potatoes in my opinion you know we we called shanghai the undeniable single well i'm gonna have to call this one the undeniable best song on the fucking <gasps> album wow really how, how many times have you heard me say that about a joey song how many times I'm gonna tell you, know you what a bunch. I'm gonna tell you this, this many times I've said that about you've said that about Joey's songs. They've been I don't your know about that. Okay, okay. Now we're telling lies. Now we're telling lies. Um, listen, bro. Hands down, lyrically, musically, even it's kind of like the same. It's, I would say the same vibes as we've been getting, but Joey's voice comes out really well in this style true 
I don't I know the like, lyrics. All, I think he's getting way, better and better too. The, just on the down low, I'm feeling I'm yeah. feeling low. Is he saying yeah. kind of low there? Okay. I believe so. Yeah. I I heard it and I was like, okay, you got me, bro. Well, Here we what, go. Okay. And then I it was one of the all right one <laughs> one of the few songs where I'm I'm this whole album is heavy lyric to me because. I heard the lyrics because I stopped listening to the music at a certain point. I stopped focusing on the music at a certain point because it wasn't the thing pulling through. The, okay. the lyrics yeah. were really coming through, and I, Joey just nice perspective. Reached, okay. reached out and grabbed me and pulled my ass in and was like, I don't know, man. He, I've been fe I feel what he feels. Everything <laughs> he says in this, I feel right now. I feel heavy duty right now. And like, oh. shit, bro. Like he, he got me, dude. Like he, I like to feel not alone and nobody wants to feel alone in pain. You know what I mean? Or like misery or whatever you want to call it. Like, ugh, I don't want to get too deep here, but like, it's so tight to have music that like you fucking can connect with on a personal, personal level with somebody that you really kind of care about, even as a fan. And like, you care right. about the yeah. music, you watch them grow and like, I know what he's feeling and I hope he feels better because I feel the same way and he made me feel better with this song. Oh yeah, so that's like, great. It, it's so crazy, bro, how that works. Life is insane. And that's all I got to say about that song. It's the best song <laughs> on the album, bro. Wow, cool. Okay, I, I like that perspective, man. Um, I really I really had similar regard of just like, uh, I heard it and I was like, God, man, what are we going to give Joey his props, bro? Like he's got right so here. many of those tracks, you know? Track like five, right in the middle. Boom, baby. Right in the middle, right? Like, right in the middle, dog. This is where you get it. You start thinking of some Joey tracks, like, man, like, like I, he's getting better. He sounds more confident every song he does, you know, like he's just selling it, you know, it's like, he's like that really good, uh, I don't know. He's just like a very valuable player on the team, man. And uh, I mean, yeah, those songs, his songs lyrically always hit, man. It's always like, I mean, work this time. Hello, like, get out of here. Um, yeah, this is a... Uh, this is a really cool one. I, I feel like they'll definitely play this live, and I feel like it'd be really cool to see live. I totally agree with you. This could be an opener to the album or a closer to the album as they're tasting it. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. they're going to, they, you know, when they play live, they sample their albums and they kind of like, sometimes they put songs randomly, but most of the time they like put three songs from that album together and kind of like mishmashed so they have like a right. similar vibe. Yes, love that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Oh yeah. So we're, on the same, we're on the same vibe. So I feel like you could either open with this one when you're in, doing this album, or you can close with it and it would just be like, fuck yeah, bro. Um, Damn. Okay. Imagine them doing Shanghai and Shanghai though. Just, that just sounds beautiful. Man. I, I don't see that up. I don't know how they could, wouldn't do that or couldn't do that. That would be probably easier. Um, accepting Chinese government money. That would be super easy for them. Um, <laughs> also, uh, as communists um also <laughs> this is lyrically probably the most diverse song on the album and there's a reason that joey maybe didn't write a whole bunch of songs because he blew it out on <laughs> on a couple songs so this one and the next one are you know joey this one is 100 percent joey the next one is Stu and joey um i i lyrically it's it's a great song if, you know if you heard it you know already so here goes me 25 dollars what do you think interior people means? So, hmm. And then just we'll move from, on. Fair. Uh, Stu said, 
Joey brought him the lyrics. He was like, yo, look at this little song right here. Been writing wow. something. Pretty cool. Wow. And Stu was like, you okay, bro? Uh, and he was like, <laughs> and uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more like, he was like projecting the people that lived inside of him that he no longer fears the interior people anymore. You know what I mean? And it's like, so it's really like a sign of his growth. And Stu was like, okay. That's that's very nice. You know what I mean? Like, okay, that's good to hear. But uh, that's what I was curious about too. It was like, what what are it's almost like interior demons. You know what I mean? Um, so that's from more from what Joey said. I'm getting more from what Stu said that that's what that means, in my opinion, at least. Dope. Let's move on. Um, I don't want to get too heavy and uh, deep in personnel. That's uh, <laughs> that was good enough. Um, I think it is. You could put demons people from your past all in that same yeah man i think th those are demons you know what i mean because they become inner they become interior they in, they live in, inside of you and they become inner voices and those voices have faces in your head and then it becomes like it's heavy life is heavy enough and it's so hard you don't need additional internal beatings the external yes. world beats you enough. You don't need to then turn around and kick yourself in the face as much as you absolutely can. Stay positive, guys. If you're hurting out there, reach out to us. I'll fucking talk to you for an hour, and I'll post it on Facebook. It'll be fun. If, um, if you want it to be. You know, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> Unless it's recorded, my life isn't real. <laughs> it ain't real. Um, okay, next, Toonski. Uh my second favorite song on the oh, album. Oh, come on, Catching man. that smoke, dog. That smoke. That this loud, that pack. This could be taken in so, so many different ways. You want to catch that smoke? You want to catch that smoke? Catch that smoke, bro? Catch that smoke? smoke. So I love the smoke. title. I love that title. And it's not, it's a bunch of stuff. So what do you think? Oh, I didn't weed, want to say man. this. <laughs> it's about what? It's about weed, bro. Like, oh, come on, man. What? Don't be so simple-minded, bro. It goes uh, me twenty-five dollars. <laughs> um, so it does remind me of. You remember that band group? Uh, group Love. Yes. Sounds like I would say if you put this on a Group Love album, it would be their best song wow. on the album, bro. Yeah, blew your mind, dog. That's actually really funny. Yeah, I thought we would, man, you know, that one song that's pretty cool, man. That's their best track for sure, for sure. Wow, that's pretty funny. So on two songs. Everybody give Swallowing the sun in the moonlight room. Standing at the foot of a rainbow. Um, what is that? Ah, uh, come on, dog. Yee-hee! <laughs> uh, Listen. Uh, I think it's funny how King Gizzard flexes like this stuff, man. They're like, oh, you want a weed song? I'll give you a weed song, Mo. Becca? And all like, right, fine. We're going to call Catching like, Snow. You know. I like being able to listen to something like this and not feeling like an old man and also <laughs> not having... Uh, my degree in uh hip-hop which i do your boy does check it wreck you want me to beat i'll beatbox right now you want me to beatbox i already saw my rap skills at the beginning it's your boy t-bone i'm never alone you don't want never, me to get into baby. it baby you don't want me to get into it <laughs> anyways 
I do have my rap card, so I can listen to some. But it's like that's a specific type of. I gotta pop out the fucking blunts, bust it open. Ooh. You know what I mean? It's a whole process, dog. This song, I feel like I could smoke any kind of weed, any kind of way, and I'm just like, <laughs> it's a very openly accepted weed smoking song. You can be smoking regs. It doesn't even matter. Whatever you got, not, light it. It's not Tom Petty, you know? Bam, 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 bam. It's, it's new. It's fresh. It's hip. It's vibey. Oh, good take on that, actually. Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. I've been saving all my good takes for then, right now. I have not had a good take up until this is the oh, one. That was very nice. Okay, moving um, on. Oh, you want to keep going? Let's go. No, just a small one. Um, <laughs> Stu said uh, it's about enjoying pleasures. You know what I mean? Uh, or something that they try, they really try to avoid, you know, to like not be labeled as those guys. But that's what it's about. And he said, like, this is just like a, a pleasurable album. This is supposed to be a fun one. They want to make a fun weed song. It's like, hmm, yeah. Well, but I. Not weed. So he didn't say this is a weed song. It's just pleasures. I, it's kind of what I was addressing at the beginning of the podcast, uh, not to reiterate what you just said, but I believe that's what they were doing. They were blatantly coming out and being like, yeah, dog, you get it. And I'm cool with that because I happen to be a performer that does that as well. And I'm okay with it. I don't like being, and it's, it's bizarre because I don't like what he just said. I totally agree with. Like, I, I don't necessarily like being labeled with a druggy comedian because right. it's like that's not i'm not up there just talking about drugs in fact i i barely barely mention it and i'm more on his boat with that like i have to avoid mentioning it because if i mention it once then it's like they all they that remember, guy they remember that highlight of it and like a lot of times people whatever i it, it's it's a it's a weird in between so i totally yeah. totally fucking get it but i respect the move to be like yeah dog we burning bro we out here, man. We out here. They smell it. They get in the audience. They know who their fans are. Oh, you know what shit. I mean? They smell it for real. So right behind the two best songs on the album, we happen to have the worst song on the album. Oh, bum, wow. Bum, bum. Tommy's worst song alert. Bim, 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 bim. Yeah, 2.02 <laughs> killer year. It's like, yeah, bro. We get it, man. <laughs> That's what I, I thought. I thought you were gonna dig this one, man. Um, yeah, I, I you, uh, you think you know me? Yeah, right. Shit. Uh, well, listen, bro. If you open up a song with a chorus, I, uh, I, right off the bat, I, I disrespect your song, bro. Oh, interesting. I disrespect okay. your song. That's not I'm true. I totally, it, I, it's totally <laughs> fake. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What a rule. That's a, what a rule, dude. Rule. Uh, I just don't like the music <laughs> that much to it. Uh, Fair. I don't like the. Beep, 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 I'm not that kind of guy. I have to be on a a kind of drug to enjoy that. And weed isn't that drug for me. Weed, I I mean, it's not that kind of drug for me. I, I need <laughs> right. a psychedelic. Maybe if I listen to it tripping, then I would have... I know somebody growing some uh, um, shrooma booms right now legally. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, completely legally. Okay. And... I might give it another listen to. I like those Oh, you're going to love it, dude. Don't worry about that. Some headphones. And yeah, you'll be hearing it totally. Like, oh, my God. This is actually like. I, I actually, I have this one down as like the one that's going to grow on me because I'm not. I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I'm not there yet. Like, oh, I think I'll get there, but uh, I'm just not really there. Nah. Cool. It's like classic is, but I feel like it doesn't. 
musically it does lyrically i feel like it doesn't flow with the rest of the album really so i don't know it's probably kind of weird i don't even think musically it fits like they should have put it more in the end or more in the beginning yeah seems kind of odd sense it seems too out of nowhere by song seven that you're going that far left you have to do that in the beginning or at the end in my opinion so kind of true yeah yeah i feel no, that bro i'm a genius all right genius 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 black hot soup black hot soup something our seething pot filled with hot liquid up to the top what does that mean is it inside is it outside am i good am i bad am i whack what do you think am i whack uh, i like the song a lot bro um it's nice right it's a nice song but they're all nice songs like uh, you, yeah. it's got that same tempo a different drum beat similar tempo so i like yes. uh the calves man when he comes off stuff like throwing me like a an up snare i love those i'm a big fan you know your boy um he makes it difficult on himself like, love that always he doesn't have to do that and he does it on purpose so that's uh probably the best thing i can say about this song the lyrics are cool um they're interpretable so is there so anything fun. in particular that you have to say about it um black hot soup i guess uh Stu was again from the interview referring to like as, as you could imagine i mean that, that's what i thought he was talking about it's like it's a little vague but it's just like the universe like the big scary universe you know and it keeps going back to like it's okay because you're you're with me kind of thing you know what i mean uh i don't know this last half of the album gets really sweet you know it, it, it's just like i mean i shouldn't say last half these last few songs are just like adorable kind of um i forget what track it is and this might be it I wrote somewhere in my notes, but there is a love song in here. I don't know. You could probably point it out to me. Oh, wait. Here it is. No, that can't be it. It can't be Yeah, Love. Yeah, Love. Yeah, Love. Yeah, Love. Um, I'm going to call it what it is. I'm going to say by the spelling of it. Yeah, Love. Uh, <laughs> anyways, there's Stu doesn't write a lot of love songs, and he wrote a love song either – God, I had it in the note. Why am I thinking that right now? But he wrote a, a love song for the first time, I think. And th these types of songs lyrically are going places that he doesn't usually go, which is real, which I is real realism. He normally is in a fantasy when he's writing. This is like heavy, real, all this stuff. I would say more real than typical. Maybe you, people are like, no. Nah. You could definitely argue that with me. Like, oh, you think he literally means this? But gets You're crazy insane, when you can be literally out of your skin. Like, I, what does he mean? He's saying literally. <laughs> like, this motherfucker doesn't literally, normally yeah. say literally in songs. He's normally talking about shit that's like, and like you addressed earlier. I'm sorry. I have to finish sentences. I apologize when I don't do that. It's my brain. Uh <laughs> Normally, he's talking about fantasy, like Lord of the Rings type shit, Harry Potter magic, you know, that kind of crap, like right. fucking dragons and fucking lords of lightning. Like, let's get crazy, motherfucker. Bora, uh, bell, bell rocks. Like, let's worship fucking the devil, dog. Love it, baby. Um, loving it, dude. Loving it. Uh, Lord of lightning. And I'm a Game of Thrones Upper. guy. So, like, the Lord of Light means something totally different to me. And, bro, like, the fight scenes, I wish 
I know it wouldn't have matched the style, but like I wish King Gizzard did some songs <laughs> for that fucking show, bro. That would be so sick. I would be the best, dude. Fuck it. Yes. Lord of Lightning. God, fuck off, bro. Anyways, um, they're normally doing fantasy stuff. This is such a realistic, lyrically based album where it, yeah, yes, interior people. You know, it's like a metaphor, but at the same time, it's a very it's not he's not talking about demons in my head telling me to kill it's like he's talking about some sensitive ass shit it's it's real sure. personal stuff that isn't normally represented in a king gizzard album so for all of them all three of the lyric uh, all three of the lyricists in the band to be doing that i think it's really cool uh yes i i agree with that um yeah you do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. nice nice track i like I like these, like I said, man. That Black Hot Soup, very cool. I think it leads into Ea Love, very nice. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, yeah. Well, these are like where I kind of taper off from the album, and I'm probably not gonna listen to these songs a whole bunch. So if you have yeah. positive things to say about it, I encourage you to do so. Because I'll just, I'll just say this, and then you can do it, and we'll move on. Um, I. I think it's repetitive. I like it. I like the rhythm of it. Jujum, jujum, jujum. I'm. I, I like that kind of vibe. But and he come. Cavs kind of comes in very similar. The and has that same vibe. The yes. At this point, I'm almost sick of it. And the song isn't good enough lyrically to stand aside the rest of the songs that were just fucking actually pretty fucking good. So, like, I think that first run of the album is, like, flex. And then we get to what you said is, like, Tame Impala's best song ever. And then we get to fucking, <laughs> I think, the best song of the album. And then we get to a place where it's like, man, that's that's another band's group love. Uh, that's another band's best, best song ever. Fucking do. And then we get to a really bad song. And then we're getting to a repetitive place where I'm kind of like, ah. Uh, even the lyrics Killing off a little bit. The, yeah, not fair. only the song is repetitive. From the album but then now the lyrics are repetitive um and sure. i think this is a love song if i'm if i'm being honest so so man like you said being honest uh Stu said just an honest track uh it was musically written by by cook dog cook dog 69 the legend um he not like musically so like he gave no, it I to, know. you know uh i, I didn't hear it before Stu, but now I hear it 100%. Oh, you can, you, can, you really can hear it. Now yeah. I hear it 100%. Um, gave it a stoop prior to lockdown. He was like, damn, that's sick. But they kind of, it just, I mean, they were doing other stuff. Sad. Didn't fit yeah. anywhere. Sat for a little bit and was like, oh, wait, we got that. We got that that, that cookie track. And then Stu just added the lyrics. And like you said, this is where it gets really sweet. And like, I feel you. I feel you on like, it does kind of tail off. But it's just like, Stu was just like, it's an honest track. And it's all about like how happy he was about his baby you know what i mean like he just can't wait you know he's like beyond and that's kind of back to black hot soup like literally being outside of yourself it's like he's it's not literally but he's just the excitement of having his baby it's just like he's beyond himself you know All what right. i mean i'm a dick i get it thanks a lot brian okay you want that bambi god <laughs> fuck the love for his family i'm shitting all over is that what you're saying bro no no not even because yeah I, I could see that and until i read the lyrics and stuff i was like when the album ends not not to jump when it ends at butterfly 3000 i was like was there a track called butterfly 3000 i didn't i don't even know what that was i, I uh and, and you know like 
on Spotify, for example, just starts you over. I was like, that album's over. I was like, what, what happened? And it's just like, it all just ended very, it's a nice sweet end, you know, like not too heavy, not, not super deep. Just like, man, nice, happy vibes, which is so unusual from King Gizzard, man. They're not musically. It, it makes us happy, but they're not big, happy vibes. Like you said, like the devil when it's crazy, some ball rocks. It's crazy. This is so not that this is a stand. This is a fun standalone. And enjoy gods. Yes. No. Yes. This I, is the, the nice, happy gods. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. My head's kind of going both ways, and I don't want to continue being the fucking asshole here. But <laughs> I didn't know that. So maybe I take back some of what I said. And it just obviously shows you. It doesn't change of- the music. I mean, whatever, you know? No, but I mean, I don't want to shit on somebody's happiness because the deal is this is that, like, I, my mood that I'm in shouldn't dictate what's good and what what's not good i'm not interested in happiness and it's not just now it's like i that's me all the time i'm not really interested in happiness the way that i'm interested in despair all my artists i like them to be fucking brian knows this about me my favorite artists are drug addicts my favorite everybody my favorite everybody's an addict in some kind of measure or way um because the, and I, and when they embrace that honesty with themselves, I even admire them more because I think it's so fucking heavy duty. But anyways, uh, yeah. the happiness thing is like, yeah, okay, it's uninteresting. It's not that di- it's not that dynamic to me. Maybe that maybe that's what it is, and it just shows what kind of sure. mood and per- person, what kind of shitty human I'm in. I am. So, <laughs> um, you mentioned uh, uh, Butterfly Three Thousand, so the title track. Yeah. Continuing with the trip vibes, the I think someone fell in love with a synthesizer sitting alone with himself vibing, you know what Dude, I mean? You already know. Which is so cool, like uh not exactly what I expected their synth album to sound like. I, I hope they make another one in the future that's very different. There's some tracks on the like demos on the yeah, demos volume one and two that I'm like, this is amazing. They need to focus on some of this stuff because I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, really cool. So this is exactly what I was looking for for their synth out, their big synth, uh, not debut, but you know what I mean. Uh, I, I put in my notes. This is the most adult King Gizzard song. You know, it's just like it's like Stu's open letter to his his daughter. You know, it's like. And then I was like, oh my, I had like a trippy thought about it. Actually, I was I was a little zooted. Uh, it, the whole album is about her, man. She, she she's the butterfly. You know, like he's directly referring to her, like. The world is so scary, but like you're you're gonna bloom, and it's my job that you, for you to like become the butterfly in it. And I I have to, you know, I have to like embrace your femininity and like just embrace you, and like I will do my best and watch you bloom. You know, it's like, damn, it's it's it's, it's very adult for this band. It's just like, uh, I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like our, our boys are our boys are growing up. Very liberal, Brian. Very communist, Brian. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me, man. I don't like people's feminist gabbledygook coming down on my hippie views. Uh, yeah, this is a guy looking like looking like <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> you can't tell that I'm kidding, bro. I'm sorry you don't understand comedy in any kind of way whatsoever, bro. Like, Whoopi I'm Goldberg, bro. We go back to the nineties kidding bro i would definitely take i told my wife i was like i'd rather have a daughter than a uh a son and she was like no you don't and i'm like okay Jesus, calm down. I'm like, we'll, fig- we'll figure <laughs> it out right. i have no idea <laughs> yeah. 
beats me. I don't want either. So I was like, I don't know. Little wieners running around everywhere. They got the wieners flapping around all the time. It's like, I don't know, dude. It's uh, like, you, don't, you don't know what it's like. Little boys running around butt ass naked. It's not as fun as that sounds. You know, it sounds funny. Terrifying. But eventually they start humping furniture and shit. You're like, and dude, like, you, you got to stop, man. Stop rubbing your dick on everything. Like, That's terrific. Pick a pillow and use that. You know what I mean? Like, these are for guests. Stop it. Parenting one on one. We'll be great parents, man. Obviously, so good. Stop using the lunch meat to rub your dick on. God damn it! <laughs> Certainly, don't put it back in the box. Hey, Jesus what's the matter? Christ, that's good salami, man. Um, so yeah, uh, that's really cool that he did that for his kids and or his kid. And I'm sure he's gonna write a new album for every new kid that he has. And we'll <laughs> have to hear about his happiness, and I'm happy for him. But I hope and he all gets that back. crap. Gets back to writing Lord of the Rings level uh, <laughs> lyrics here soon. Um, we need Nonagon Infinity 2. Stat, baby. Well, the last two, the last, well, the first KG, I would say more than LW, um, were realistic too. Like a little more realistic. We, we've been saying that the last couple of reviews. So it's like maybe we're wrong in saying that they don't do it that often because now it might be the thing that they do. So a little more deliberate. They want to get out of the fray of uh, fantasy whatever you want to call it and then you know trying to appeal no i don't think that's what they're doing but trying to lyrically i don't know bro i don't know but it it I, it's an observation could be the case oh no 100 percent. and that's that's what i, I see people talk a... about the most uh people who whether critics or not critics have been like okay this is like the album that's gonna like put them you know over the map or whatever i don't i don't know about that honestly i don't think so people oh this so. they're like pop i'm like it's maybe it's poppier but I, it, it ain't People are like, oh, yeah, the, like, radio track. I, I don't hear People, radio then, on this. Then you don't listen to the band, and you don't really like the band, and you only like them because... I don't you think you listen to the radio either. Well, no, I think... Well, may, no, there's a bunch of... There's a bunch of shit on the radio, so I don't... True. And out here, the radio is completely different from True. over where, where you're at. It's different from where everybody's at. In Australia, they got a different vibe and all that shit. Anyways, I will say, then you don't like the band because they're such an experimental project band that like dude you don't are you fucking serious like that there's a reason why a bunch of dudes bunch, bunch of different people wrote songs and they're like oh this I matches know. up with this and this matches up with this they didn't just sit down and go hey let's write some radio hits Stu obviously has been right. more secluded and the other we're part broke the other members of the band have been more secluded more and more secluded during this last year just like the rest of us and this is the outcome this is the, this is what happens after it same with kg i think some of the songs from KGLW may have been written prior or even during, um, but this album definitely is at is definitely written at the within the last year, year and a half. So yeah, these yeah, songs sure. are a little deeper and a little more personal than radio hits. I don't think that they were desired. That you know what no, you dude. know what I think. I think that they were trying to make people happy. That they were trying yes. to do what what you were saying is like not be as confusing and not be and i don't want to say lyrically confusing but like not talk about dragons and lords of lightning and gods that will come and punish you and show you the hand that they were dealt it's fucking badass lyrics the book fuck you dude um, there's another Man. one i was i can't i can't remember the name of it um maybe it's chain of being but uh anyways yeah. uh no nah, there's a there's one that's like directly the lord is coming down and he's like uh 
I watched He's an Pulp, angry guy. I watched Pulp, watched Pulp Fiction the other day, and I was like, oh, my God, dude. Somebody from – Stu watched this at some, some point in his existence and was like, that shit is badass, bro. <laughs> uh, Samuel Jackson delivering the speech is what I'm talking about. Just like, and you will know the hand of the law. Um, anyways. Raw. <laughs> dude, I don't know why. It's like my whole life, bro, I've been terrified of demon shit. And my favorite superheroes – John Constantine, uh, Doctor Strange, Rep Rep City. Those guys are always dealing with the supernatural. Dipping and diving. World. That's my favorite shit, and I can't help it. I don't know what it is, but lyrically, it is my favorite shit ever. It's just stuff goes on in my head, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so Whoa. intense, bro. And the music matches it. It's so fucking tight. Oh, this, my God. This is definitely an album that you could play with your wife in the car. No, no, I mean, you could play, don't play with your wife in a car. I mean, like, you could play the music <laughs> with your wife or do whatever you want. If you want to get arrested. It's whatever you want. Arrested. I don't know. It's no, no problem. We're all grown people here. You know what I'm saying? How tender are your windows? I have no idea. You know? That's like, how whatever. babies get made, guys. All right? And unless you want another butterfly. Little baby butterflies. Do you want another? butterfly 3000 on your way like hey calm down all right maybe there was 3000 people born last year and that's all the butterflies including his daughter maybe 3000 people born yeah. in australia that's possible in australia there's only like eight people there there is right, like 11 okay listen to me listen to me we got to wrap the podcast up so anything you want to talk about at the end of this thing we i, I mean we kind of covered both dislikes and likes at the same time we've talked we i think we talked yeah. the album through yeah yeah we have yeah. I, I, you know, I got, I got one last thing I wrote on here. You know I mean? We haven't talked about it. I think it's a big deal that we should be talking about it. Red Rocks 2022. This is oh, madness, yeah. bro. Madness, bro. That was supposed to be talked about at the beginning of the show, and I really apologize that we didn't talk about that. They That's all right. Canceled. I had it. It's the last line of my notes. So I mean, so it's not just Red Rocks, brother, but they canceled their North American tour. So it's it's all yep. of it. It wasn't it was just all that show, you selfish bastard. But all. Oh of no, it, I'm so. completely self. It's just like I don't know why that one seemed like the most hyped, at least in my little uh, fecal <laughs> fecal brain. Uh, well, I, yeah. I'm I'm still uh, I you know I'm I'm still going whenever they reschedule it. So whenever that happens, I'm gonna go. So that's cool. it's it's the exact same dates in 2022. It's October what, 11th and 12th, I believe, 2022. Well, I'm going. So that doesn't dismay me. I'll be better equipped emotionally to see them. You know what I mean? Like I'll like be that, more yeah. I'll be stronger by then. Right now I'm I'm stronger. weak. I'm weak. I feel bad about myself inside. Damn. I gotta listen to this album more to make myself self feel stronger Bro. to go see that. Yeah, man. Does that okay. make sense? That makes yeah, sense? I understand. They'll probably have eight albums before two thousand twenty two, October. So we'll see, man. They're that not gonna play weird. a single throwback in, in these red rocks days man let me tell you what i think you're wrong of course of course i'm wrong but like man, we're getting further and further from so if it, which you know what a part of me was Dude, a little happy about a, this there's a couple singles an album they're three four minute songs and uh, three or four minute songs they got enough time up there to hit some six hours and two days holy glory dope ass tracks oh i mean if they plan on doing different sets each night like jesus christ like that's that's gonna be nuts actually oh, so. it'll be different sets buddy don't worry about that well then six if hours they, if they really plan on doing that they're gonna hit them all i mean that's hard that's hard to not want to hit that goal for yourself to be like let's try to get it all done and if we do parts of songs boy oh boy we can come close to it that's what i think so i'm i'm okay this will be a groove, Daddy O. 
a lot of weird shit has happened this year, so I'm already it's not it's it really has been fuck year two point oh two. Um so <laughs> I I I'm hoping it I think it's coming back. Everything's coming back online. It's just a little slower than we all want, but that's it. That's it, Daddy O. We're coming back. Some positivity out there, man. There's nothing wrong with a little little mojo action going out, a little positivo mojo. Um, you see these two smiles? You know what I mean? See that third Happiest one guys in towns. Don't forget the crazy third one above, man. Oh, yeah. See, I, oh, yeah. Remember this finally, one? Finally found it out. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. As always, uh, this episode of the podcast is sponsored by um, Altered Treats. Uh, guys, go uh, follow them on Instagram. Make sure to follow us on Instagram if you're not already doing that. Definitely follow uh, us on YouTube. Um, I'm going to make it Please. easier, and I'm going to change the YouTube channel to my name. So don't feel fucking weird when that happens and be like, oh, my God, this fucking guy. No, but WHHW doesn't work anymore, and we can't call it the Gizverse Podcast YouTube page. That shit's not going to work either. So I'm I don't, gonna That's make pretty it- cool. It's, <laughs> are you fucking serious? It is. It will be impossible. We're cool, man. People love us. I put everything on there. I put all my comedy shit on there. So like, I I have attached everything into it. So I'm just gonna label it uh, all one. All one. I'm gonna label it all one and get make it easier for people to find and track and, and follow. So don't get freaked out if that shit happens. Um, the Gizverse podcast will go on. Um, we're still standing. Oh, we're still standing. We're still standing. strong. We might only post it once a year, but we're still standing. We're still strong. Your life. Hopefully, hopefully. We'll be hundred doing this shit. Let me say this on the air. Hopefully, we can start doing more podcasts. We've been wanting to do more podcasts. Schedules God have been right. insane. It's life, baby. It's okay. It's all right. It's not, it's not okay. It's not it okay. is, goddamn it. The Gizverse continues. Daddy-o. We can obviously tell who the lazy one is, guys. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks a lot for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good week, three days, months. I don't know when the next time. I don't know. 